shit, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Yes, we're back. I know. It's been a while. I apologize. There were holidays. There was a whole bunch of shit going on in my house. We, we had a whole bunch of nonsense going on here, which caused me to, you know, not be able to record. And then I had my dad's birthday, my girlfriend's dad's birthday. It was a whole bunch of shit going on, guys. I was very busy. I apologize. But this is the playoff recap, guys. I'm going to go over the playoffs. We're going to talk about what happened. We're going to talk about who ended up winning what um, championships and everything. And then hopefully, seeing as I have important dates and everything, I don't know if you guys have seen the Instagram post, but we have late March, we're going to have a tournament. Gary normally does a one-day tournament. It's normally for cash. Uh, normally, we just do whatever teams sign up. We'll put, He'll make divisions and everything, and then we'll play throughout, depending on how many teams sign up. Um, that depends on, you know, how much you end up winning in the end. But uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun for the tournament, so I'm excited for that late March. Hopefully, it gets a little warmer because I'm getting sick and tired of this, like, six-degree weather, bro. I woke up the other day, and I tried to uh, open my window because I was trying to get – because there was, like, something stuck to my window. I tried to open my window. Bro, my window was frozen shut, like, legitimately frozen to the point where I couldn't open it. Like, yeah. Uh, my dog's barking at – I don't know what right now, but my dog's losing her fucking mind. So, um, other – extra important dates that we have going on we have the season starts in may um the season's probably going to start around early to mid-may normally with gary it'll probably run about eight to nine weeks depending on if we have a bye week or everything because we normally run into the fourth of july i don't know when the fourth of july is going to end up uh falling on this year and everything so but we might I don't know, he normally takes the weekend off if, like, you know, 4th of July is, because it's a big weekend and everything, but I don't know what's going on for that, but the season does start in May, the tournament is late March, so we do have that information as of right now, then we have going into the recap, um, I'm gonna have a recap sometime around probably next month, I'm gonna have a couple captains come on, talk about the season, talk about their teams, talk about a couple moves that might be happening in the offseason, because I know a couple teams might be you know, revamping the way they look, revamping the, the team itself, so that'll be very interesting, but I'm going to jump right into the recap as of now. We're going to talk about the North Division first, because that was the smallest division. It was the one that actually, I think, went the longest. I think we had to wait a week because uh, something happened with COVID or something. One of the teams got ended up with COVID, but um, the game ended up being, we had in the first round of playoffs, we had Outlaws versus the Moneymakers. Moneymakers were a clear favorite within the season. Moneymakers have been dominating most of the teams and everything. I wasn't expecting much out of the Outlaws here, so a score out of 12 to 20 or 12 to 44 in favor of the Moneymakers. Um, Moneymakers ended up winning that by a margin of what 32 points. It's no surprise there. They were very dominant throughout the season. Outlaws have had not the greatest season, but not the worst season. They have been playing a little bit better, but. The gold division was a very tight division as of this season, and it seemed like the Outlaws seemed to be the lower part of the division, unfortunately, due to the fact that they weren't able to keep up with teams like Moneymakers, Plan B, even Pass and TDs. But um, then you had Plan B versus Pass and TDs. That was a phenomenal game, if I'm not mistaken. It was a last-second win or possibly a last-second stop by Plan B, but they ended up coming out on top of that one, 27 to 26. It was an absolutely phenomenal game to watch the two teams play. Uh, Plan B finally had their full team back and everything. They were rocking with uh, most of their guys that 
they, they've been like very iffy this season with everybody showing up like they either get one of their better guys that show up half their team shows up you never know with a uh, plan b who's gonna end up showing up for that game because everybody you know works we get a couple cops on the team so it's very uh iffy schedule when it comes to them but uh they finally had everybody that they needed for that game they ended up winning 27 to 26 and then you had the championship game was the final game of the season actually if i'm not mistaken for this uh for this season, you had Plan B versus Moneymakers, and Moneymakers ended up winning that one 21-13. That was one of the most well-played games I've seen between these two teams. Moneymakers were supposed to come into this game and dominate them like they basically did last time. They played Plan B. They ended up winning like 70 or 76-6 to or something like that. It was a real blowout. And um, the fact that Plan B were able to keep it within an 8-point game, and honestly... It was very close. It was to the point where there were one or two drop balls that could have completely changed the game. It was very cold outside, so I'm not giving anybody any issues. Like, drop balls are completely understandable, especially when it's that goddamn fucking cold outside. It was literally... I got sick from B. I watched the game, and I got sick from that game. I ended up with, like, strep throat from that game, I remember. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was not a fun time, guys. It was not a fun time, but... uh. Yeah, Plan B showed that they're going to be a force to force to reckon with, in my opinion, within the next couple of seasons, because they have a very well-put-together team, and they have guys that are just, like, you know, they're basically guys who want to play on the team, and, oh, if I'm not mistaken, actually, Plan B played the championship game without Nikki T. He was at the Giants game, so that's a big loss for them, too, because Nikki T is one of their, uh, one of their bigger guys, one of their bigger targets, uh, so that's that's kind of huge, you know. I don't know if it would have made a difference with Nikki T there, but I, I think it would have made at least a little bit of a maybe a one point game opposed to an eight point game. But I don't know. I'd love to see a Plan B versus Money Makers game where both teams have everybody that they're supposed to have and everything. Um, then we're gonna move on to the Silver Division. The Silver Division was a very 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 interesting playoff round to say the least because you had seven three two versus Pray for Rain that ended up with. There was a score. I don't know what the score ended up being because Gary has it as a no result because, well, there was a fight on the field. Uh, from what I remember, there was a player, I think it was like double zero or something on 7-3-2. He ended up just like straight like trying to dump one of the guys on Pray for Rain and a huge brawl ended up breaking out. The refs were really pissed off because they were saying how great of a game it was. It was a back and forth tit for tat game. The game was very close. And they just ended the game fighting for no reason. So it was a little bit ridiculous on, on both parts from both teams. But um, Pray for Rain ended up advancing. I don't know what the circumstances were. I don't know if they were up. I don't know if they were about to score and it was tied. I don't know what was going on. But 7-3-2 technically initiated the fight, which I believe was what caused them to get uh, disqualified from that round. And then you had Monsters versus Miami Sharks. I expected Monsters to put up a decent fight. Miami Sharks ended up winning this one 52-6. It was absolutely incredible showing out of Miami Sharks. I know Monsters are a better team than that, but Miami Sharks are an extremely athletic team. They, they were, in my opinion, the sleepers of the Silver Division because they're a very athletic team that have a lot of athletic guys who can, you know, they could play man coverage the entire game and not get gas. Well, get gas, but they're able to still keep up and everything because they're genuinely athletic guys, so... The fact that Miami Sharks were able to start showing that they're a better team later in the season, it just showed that they needed to get uh, get going and you know figure out what was going on with their team. Once they figured out their defense and offense, then clearly they started uh, playing a little bit better. 
Then you had uh, Royalty versus Dr. D. That was an absolute... Or Royalty versus Pylon Pythons. I apologize. I skipped the whole week ahead. Um, Royalty versus Pylon Pythons was a great game. It was a very close game. The game ended up ending ending 24-19 to 19 from the score that I have. Um, I don't know how that happens. I guess they... Pylon might have scored two... Eight or like two touchdowns, two two points, and then got a pick six or like a pick six on the extra point. But I don't know how that score ended up happening. I'm like trying to do the math and I can't figure it out in my head. It's been really bothering me. But um, yeah, that game ended up ending 24 to 19. Very good game between the two. But royalty ended up coming out on top of this one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Pylon were missing a couple of guys too because of sickness and injury and whatnot. Uh, they were really banged up towards the end of the season. So. We'll love to see what happens out of the uh, out of them come next season. Then you have Royalty versus Doctor D. That was the next week in the I guess we call it the semifinals. Uh, Doctor D ended up coming out on top of that one, 28 to 12. No surprise there. Royalty, while they're a good team, Doctor D, when it comes to especially the playoffs, they play very very well. Um, but Doctor D ended up coming out on top of that one, scored four clean touchdowns and everything, held Royalty to two touchdowns. So it was a very very methodical game from Doctor D. Uh, very drive-based. It was like they were driving down the field. There were no real big plays. It was really chunk for chunk for chunk and, you know, a defensive stand after a defensive stand. And then you had Pray for Snow versus Miami Sharks. I knew this game was going to be a good game. I didn't know it was going to be such a high-scoring game. There were 98 points scored between the two teams. The final score ended up being 60-38 to in favor of Miami Sharks. Miami Sharks, again, showed that they have been a team that's been developing and have been playing a lot better throughout the season, and they showed that they can beat a team who have beaten some of the better teams in this uh, division, if not in the higher divisions when they've had all their players and everything. So the fact that Pray for Snow ended up losing by 22 points and they ended up putting 60 points showed Miami Sharks were ready for this championship match. And then you had the championship match of Miami Sharks versus Dr. D. And of course, Miami Sharks showed that they were not going to improve for nothing and just, you know, leave without the championship. So they ended up taking this one 28 to 22. Uh, they had a really good showing throughout the game they had a really good showing throughout the season where they weren't playing very well and then they improved 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 and ever since basically the game against uh show us your tds they've really been just on an upward trend of um of wins and everything they showed that they were their athleticism can really take over in the game and they can uh play very well and end up uh keeping up with most of these teams if not you know beating them all clearly since they're champions as of right now so um that was really cool to see out of miami sharks so that's the Silver Division. You have Miami Sharks as champions. Gold Division, you had Moneymakers as champions. You had Plan B runner-up and Dr. D as runner-up for the Silver Division. Then, moving on to the... I think it's the East, North, South, East. Yeah, it's the East Division, or the Bronze Division, as we'll call it. You had, in the first round of the playoffs, you had Spartans versus Revenge Store. Spartans ended up playing, I think, down a couple guys. It was a pretty rough game. But uh, Revenge Tour ended up taking this one 36-8. Uh, Revenge Tour have been a team that Gary said was his sleeper pick throughout this season. He said that they've been improving uh, throughout the season. And I don't doubt that they've been improving. They're a pretty good team from what I've seen. Um, we only got to play them like the first or second week. So I haven't been able to play them since then. Uh, so I haven't been able to, you know, see what they're all about. From, but from what games I've seen them play, Revenge Tour was a very improved team. Then you had the Renegades versus Show Us Your TDs. Show Us Your TDs ended the, their season in the worst fashion, ended up losing 34-33 to on a last-second touchdown. 
it was just, it, oh, it shouldn't have happened, but I'm not going to dwell on it. Renegades ended up taking that one. Show us we're still, show us we're down. Ah, it was, it was rough. Ben was hurt. Trav was hurt. They played, but they were hurt. I mean, for the most part. And then, like, freaking Thorn wasn't there. We were down a lot of guys, but I'm not going to make excuses. I just wanted, you know, we could have definitely won if we were at full strength, but it was a rough time. Rough season all around. We had a lot of injuries. We had a lot of um, people not being able to play. We had a lot of, you know, setbacks throughout the season with uh, people not being able to show up due to injury or COVID or something. So, or going to a Jets game. Yeah, Ben, you and your damn Jets games. Jets stink. But um, shout out to Dante. Love you, Dante. Even though the Eagles also stink. Jalen Hurts needs um, some help. And uh, you guys should have got Justin Jefferson. Anyways. <laughs> but uh, after that, you had the Black Panthers first going deep. I thought that the Black Panthers had a chance to win this game the way this game was going. But going deep ended up coming out on top 41-34. to And... Out of that round, you basically had the Phantoms, who were the one seed. They ended up advancing. You had Going Deep Advance, Renegades Advance, and then Revenge Tour. And then the follow-up games in the semifinals were Renegades versus Phantoms. I'm very surprised by what happened with the Phantoms. Basically, what happened was I think Nick wasn't able to show up due to the fact that he got COVID. And then they had a backup quarterback who used to be a gold quarterback and a silver quarterback. But basically, he was a quarterback in divisions above this. And they didn't rock with him. They rocked with uh, one of their better wide receivers at quarterback, which took away basically their wide receiver two. And then their wide receiver one got hurt on like the second play. So the Phantoms were not having a fun time. It was a rough day for them. Uh, but they ended up losing that one 27-6 against the Renegades. <clears throat> and the Renegades ended up moving on to the championship. And then Revenge Tour ended up playing going deep. And this is where I thought Revenge Tour's playoff hopes were going to come to an end, going deep. But Revenge Tour absolutely dominated going deep. It was 32-14. to 14. I really did not expect this big of a win out of uh, Revenge Tour. But they showed that, you know, they are the sleeper pick to screw with. And, you know, moving on to the championship, you could see that uh, it was Revenge Tour versus uh, Renegades. And uh, you had the Revenge Tour ended up coming out on top, 41-35. to 35. So Gary's sleeper pick ended up finally being correct for once. I don't know, guys. He finally ended up picking one of these sleepers that ended up winning. But Revenge Store was a very improved team. Uh, a lot of the top teams ended up with either injuries or COVID problems towards the uh, end of the season. So, you know, they ended up winning it properly. But it, it sucks that some of the teams that, you know, especially Phantoms who were in first place, ended up losing their starting quarterback the day of the championship game. Gary even gave him a chance to reschedule the game, if I'm not mistaken. But they decided to play out the game without their starting quarterback which caused them very much turmoil in the end. I apologize, guys. It was a good season, though. You guys played very well. You guys showed that, you know, you guys can end up in first. So if you guys repeat that and then end up showing that in the playoffs without, you know, all this COVID bullshit, hopefully, when spring comes around. But who knows what, what the fucking COVID shit. COVID's fucking fake at this point. I'm over it. I mean, it's not fake. I'm not one of those conspirators who actually thinks COVID's fake. But I'm just over it. Like, I just want shit to, like, I don't want to have to worry about getting a test every time I go out to a fucking bar. Um, anyways, moving on, we have the East, and then we have the West. So, the East Division, you had the Revenge Tour ended up winning that one, you had the runner-up were Renegades, and then moving on to the West, or the Diet Bronze, or the Copper, or the Plastic, I don't know what division you want to call this anymore, but in the first round of playoffs, you had TF Rating, 
versus the Great Apes. TF Rating actually put on a show. I was surprised by this. I didn't expect Great Apes to end up losing, let alone losing by this margin. But TF Rating ended up winning this one 49 to 21. Uh, great game out of TF Rating. They ended up moving on. Then you had One Hit Wonders versus Militia. I thought One Hit Wonders were going to buckle down in the playoffs and hopefully get their first uh, big win in the playoffs and then move on to the next round. But unfortunately, they were taken down by Militia 34 to 14. Uh, Militia were playing very well throughout the season, and One Hit Wonders are a good team, very athletic team, but it just seemed they weren't clicking, or most of their guys didn't show up sometimes. I don't know what was going on, but they had a really rough time when it came to uh, playing throughout this season. Then you had the Friendly Gentlemen versus the Rejects. Rejects ended up coming out on top of that one, 26-21. Uh, great game between the two teams. I think it came down to like a final drive where this, we ended up stopping them or a final touchdown where we ended up winning. I don't remember. It was a couple weeks ago. Like I said, it's been a long time. I apologize. But yeah, that was a great game between Friendly Gentlemen and the Rejects. And then you had Deberg versus Vicious and Delicious. I had no hopes for Deberg in this game. I knew Vicious were going to take this one. It was 37-19. Uh, Deberg are not a terrible team, but when I tell you Vicious and Delicious are a team, they're basically the one or two seed at all times in this division. They're a very athletic team, no matter who ends up showing up. And uh, when they have like you know their actual starters and everything, they are one of the best teams, if not the best in this division. And then you have TF Rating. Versus Vicious and Delicious, that was a very close game. Vicious and Delicious almost ended up losing, but they squeaked out this victory 33-32 to over TF rating. I believe they stopped a two-point conversion to end up winning that game, if I'm not mistaken. So that was really big out of Vicious. And then you had Rejects versus Militia. Militia ended up taking this one 40-12. It was a really rough day. Our, our, our defense started out so strong, and we were so dominant at one point in time. We had like two, three picks... No one could stop us, but our defense was on the field for like 70% because our offense just couldn't get going. It was it was very stale. It was a bad day. Everybody was off. Things just weren't working. We move on to next season. Shit happens. Um, but yeah, so in the championship, you had Militia versus Vicious and Delicious, and it's like Vicious like like this score or something, but they ended up squeaking out another victory, 33-32 to over Militia, so... It's clear that Vicious are the better team in this division as of right now, seeing as they won the championship. But with two one-point victories, they have to improve a little bit throughout the next season because I know a lot of these teams are going to be coming uh, swinging for this championship and everything. So it's going to be very interesting to see what we see out of Militia and Vicious and Delicious and teams like TF Rating and the Rejects come next season. But that is the wrap-up you had for the North Division. You had the winners were... Moneymakers run up plan B for the silver division. You had the winners were Miami Sharks and the runner up Dr. D for the we're going to call it the bronze division for the bronze division. You had the winners were revenge tour and then you had the renegades as runner ups. And then finally for the diet bronze or the copper division, you had vicious and delicious were winners and militia were runner up. So that was an absolutely phenomenal season that we had closed out as of just now. Um, I'm really excited, like I said, for the uh, up-and-coming dates. We have a late March tournament. That's going to be for cash. And then you have the um, and then you have the season starting in May. So it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I'm really excited. Hopefully we get a little bit, a little bit of these rules, um, you know, ironed out with these referees and everything. Hopefully, you know, we get a little bit of uh, more understanding, I guess, of the basic rules. Because, like I said, I don't mind a missed call. 
it's when you don't understand the basics of the rules and you're you're asking players if it's a rule or something. It's like you're supposed to be the ref. You're supposed to know this. And I understand certain rules are confusing. Again, I'm not talking about it. it's the basic ones that it's like it, it like a loss of down on a on certain penalties or knowing what if it's ten or five yards. It's like I, it's just basic shit like that, guys. We just need to get on top of that. And things will be fine. Um, I'm really excited um, for the turnout for the spring because I feel like the spring normally brings in a lot more teams, and Gary either needs to end up with bigger divisions or he's going to need to do like a gold a and b and then a silver a and b because we already had you know a lot of competition throughout this season and everything you had only four gold teams so there might be a couple more gold teams that end up showing up trying to compete but if you get any more like silver teams or if you get any more um like lower division teams you're going to need to make a group a and group b and end up having to figure something out between that. Maybe they can end up playing each other later in the season, like do like a the winner of those two divisions end up playing each other for the championship. I don't know, but you you got to figure something out because I feel like there's going to be a lot more turnout, especially with like you know a lot of the guys who like to play um, flag football and everything. I know there are a couple other leagues like Bear Down going on, but it's like this is one that I guess you could say a lot of people have flocked to due to the. Um, the hype that's that's been filtered around it. I mean, a lot of the teams that have like uh, been in the division longs, like Plan like Plan B and Spartans, they bring a lot of teams just by you know talking about it, posting about it on Facebook and everything, posting about it on Instagram. They've brought in a lot of people who've wanted to play. We've had the Staten Island teams coming in play. I don't know if any of the Staten Island teams are going to end up returning for spring, but from the whispers that I hear from certain players and everything, there are going to be a couple Staten Island teams signing up for the spring division because they don't mind coming down when it's not freezing cold and the drive isn't, you know, 45 minutes because it's early morning on a Sunday in the middle of the winter so. But yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of fun, in my opinion, this up-and-coming season. But I'm just interested to see um, <clears throat> what changes are going to happen, what teams are going to make some big changes, what could come of certain teams merging and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun to just look into the future. And that's why I'm excited also for February. I don't have an exact date. I might pick during the week or something, or possibly um, you know, later in the month. But I want to do something in February because I know Dylan wants to get on the the, uh, the recap. I know a couple captains from a couple other teams. I know Frankie always said if we needed, um, if he wanted to hop on, just let him know and everything. So I'll just reach out to him. I know, and like I said, there's captains all over that would love to get involved in this uh, podcast, talking about you know what they're what's in store for their teams, talking about what's in store, talking about what they think needs to change. Because I know there are a couple rules that people want adjusted. I know that people want to um, address the fact that it's a quote-unquote no contact, but it should be more of a, not semi-contact, but like the, the rules of when you're going for the ball need to be a little bit more lenient because it seems like certain refs, if the second contact is made in the air, there's a penalty. But then there's other refs who are like, oh, well, they were both going for the ball and they understand the concept of a, you know, pass interference call. So it it's just... You know, like we said, little things that need to be spoken about. And I think, you know, most of the captains of the teams are the best people to talk about that and figure out what's going on, what they would like to see. Maybe you'll see the return of the snack stand since we'll be having some warmer days come the spring and the summer and everything, seeing as we'll be starting in May 
and then we'll be rolling right into the summer if it's going to be a hot summer i'll clearly start bringing out the snacks and again we'll have drinks we'll have snacks i don't know i mean if gary's okay with that i don't i also don't know what fields we'll have for the spring i don't know if we're going back to beer street i don't know if we're going back to old bridge i don't know what gary's doing for fields come spring so that'll also be something interesting to talk about because I, I know a couple other captains also know a couple fields that we could go about renting and going about, you know, looking at. So it'll be interesting to see what they have to say. And it'll be interesting to see about what they have to say about the uh, fields that we played on compared to SJV because I know some people preferred it. I know Beer Street was a preferred field for most people as of this season. Old Bridge was very, especially when it rained, was very muddy, was very hard to cut on. The field, it just didn't hold up when you were, like, uh, cutting. It would You would always slip. The ground would always come out from underneath you. So um, it seems like people really prefer Beer Street. But I don't know how that goes come summer and everything. I don't know if the fields are a little bit better in Old Bridge due to the fact that, you know, you get the sun and it's not raining every single day or snowing. But, um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it'll be, it would be great if we get a turf field again, like SJV or Madawan or something. But again, it's really difficult when it comes towards like that May and uh, June time because a lot of the teams have uh, sports that are going on during that uh, time. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's any, I don't know if there's any football going on during, no, there's like no football. I don't know when soccer ends. That's my issue. I don't know how soccer works, like the, the seasons of soccer. So, but yeah, we'll see how, uh, what goes on with the fields. We'll see what goes on with um, the divisions. If he's going to make separate divisions, if he's going to make an A and B, if he's I, I, again, I have no idea what's going to happen in that uh, in that aspect. If we get a couple more teams, I don't know if a couple more or if a couple teams might be uh, not showing up because I know a couple teams do uh, tournaments like Skamoog and shit during the um, the spring. So a couple teams might not be participating this season, but most of the guys that I know uh, that are even involved in Skamoog or any of those, like, you know, other tournaments still end up playing because it's early morning. It's not going to really interfere. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I apologize for the absenteeism for like a whole month. I had, you know, a whole bunch of shit going on. We had, we had Christmas, we had New Year's. Then we had birthdays uh, weeks before that. The 12th was my uh, girlfriend's dad's birthday. Then the 17th was my dad's birthday, but we celebrated that following weekend, like that uh, Saturday, whatever it was. So I was busy every time I was supposed to record one of these, and then I made a whole list of shit that I wanted to talk about. We got to hit most of that, luckily, but then I still want to talk about a whole bunch of shit when it comes to the uh, recap. So I want to get at least... I'm hoping four captains on. I know Dylan will come on. Pretty sure Big Boy will come on. Uh, Ant might hop on from the Phantoms. I might get Frankie from the Outlaws. We might get a couple other uh, captains. Sal might come from the uh, Rejects. So we'll see if any other captains want to be involved. Reach out to me either on the my Instagram. You could reach out on the Twitter page. I don't give a shit. Even reach out to Gary and let him know, and he'll reach out to me if you really need to. So, yeah. But thank you guys for listening to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. I really do appreciate everybody who's listened throughout the season. I know a couple people that I didn't actually think listened. Like uh, Zeller told me, he's like, yeah, I put that shit on on my way home from work or whatever when I'm at work. And I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't actually think like it, it surprises me more and more the more I find out everybody who listens to this podcast because I thought it was like, you know, 
I put it out, my friends listened to it or whatever, the few friends or the friends that I had on the few teams that are in the league and everything. And then, you know, a couple of stragglers who listen to it. But the more and more I talk about it and the more I bring it up around the field and everything, the more I'm realizing that a lot more people do listen to it and they are involved in it. And I really do appreciate that from all of you guys. It really does um, help. I was going to, I was going to put, put out a, uh, I, cause I got a new, uh, bucket hat set. It's a fuck it. It's my fuck it bucket. It literally says fuck it on my bucket hat. I was uh, thinking about putting out, like, you know, funny, stupid uh, merch for the league and everything. If, you know, funny things occur. I don't know. I have ideas, but I don't want to spoil them until I actually have it drawn up. But, yeah, we might do that. And then, like I said, Snack Sam might come back. And, uh, yeah. Um, March, we have the tournament. May, we have the season, and then next month we're going to do a recap with all the captains and everything. So look out for all those dates. Make sure you follow the Facebook and Instagram page for the league. It's like Mammoth County Adult Flag Football, something around the lines of that. Gary always confuses me. He makes it the longest thing on earth. Um, and then make sure you check out the Twitter page for the podcast. It's Bucket Hat Toe Tap, all singular. Couldn't fit Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. So I had to put bucket hat toe tap. So it's at bucket hat toe tap. Um, I put all the updates for the podcast. I'll probably have the live podcast for the um, captain's meeting and everything going up on there. We'll keep it up for like a month or two because that's about as long as I can keep my videos up on Twitch, I think. But yeah, we're going to do a live thing for that. We'll probably meet on Discord, have a whole meeting. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. The last one was a lot of fun and we got a lot of, um, we had a lot of insight from the players and the people in the league. And it was um, it was really interesting to say the least. But we'll see what uh, what comes out of this one. We'll see what kind of changes come for next season. We'll see what kind of teams end up showing up, and we'll see who ends up winning the championship come spring. So congratulations to the championship or to the champions of the winter league. Congratulations to the women's league champion. Oh my God, who was it? Hold on, I'm gonna look it up real quick just so um, just so I know so I can announce it on the. Uh, on the podcast, because I know the Women's League ended up winning, or ended up finishing up right before. It was Suicide Squad ended up taking down Donnie's Angels in the championship. I ended up shooting photos for that game. It was an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, hopefully, the women's division continues to grow. Chelsea's been doing a really great job with that alongside of Gary and everything, so um, really cool that the women's division has grown as much as it has. Hopefully, we'll have some more teams show out for the uh, spring, and we'll continue to grow that maybe we'll be able to get a co-ed division going with some of the teams integrating between um the women's and the men's division that'll be a really cool thing to see uh gary tried the co-ed division once or twice but when he every time he set up a co-ed division there were like one or two teams with actual females and then he put the shittier teams from the other divisions in that uh division so it really wasn't a co-ed division it was more or less like two co-ed teams and then you know the rest of the uh leftover stragglers from the uh lower division so but yeah hopefully we'll get to see a pride and true actual co-ed league hopefully we'll get maybe uh a co-ed part of the tournament we'll see how many maybe if gary wants to do a co-ed part for the tournament we could see how many teams show out for that because i know normally when you put co-ed you'll get a couple more teams that show up because there are a couple co-ed teams that play throughout um throughout the local jersey area and everything from what i'm seeing from um all the like you know Instagram posts from all the uh, flag football teams that I'm following now because apparently there's a whole bunch in Jersey that I didn't know about. So, But again, thank you all for listening. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. I appreciate everything. And I will talk to you come probably 
couple weeks from now. Like I said, February, once I get that uh that meeting going with all the captains, I'll talk to you guys then, and then we'll give you updates if I have a little bit more information on the exact dates for the tournament and everything, because Gary normally comes up with that, like, around, you know, the end of February coming into March, so since he said late March, hopefully we'll have a little bit more information by the end of February-ish, but we'll see what comes out of that. But I will talk to you guys later, thank you again, and enjoy the rest of your wonderfully cold Jersey winter. I'm totally plugging this at the end of the episode, but a huge congratulations to Sal on the Rejects for proposing to his soon-to-be wife and now fiancé, Alex. I love you, Mom and Dad. You guys are wonderful. Thank you guys for being great.